What up, everybody? It's the Well-Spoken Token coming at you again with another episode. It's episode 14. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't checked out the previous episode, please do. It's the link above or below the current link you're on. The episode is entitled Invoke Prejudice. Uh, Check that out. It's a little Magic the Gathering discussion today on the podcast, though. We are getting into the discourse beef, if you will, of J. Cole and uh, the fabulous Miss No Name. I don't mean to you know, not give J. Cole his flowers, but we all know J. Cole. You might not know No Name. Uh, we also get into tone versus intention in arguments. You know, if you get in those tonal arguments with your relationships, this might be some good information for you there. We also deal with the kind of problems in the Hogwarts administration. I mean, really, what do you like graduate with when you go to Hogwarts? Uh, I really don't know. What's your house like? You, you guys should like email me your houses, and we'll try to divide you guys up and see what the like the well-spoken token fan base is all set up on. But other than that, I hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you so much. Episode, excuse me. I'm here with my bro. What's happening, brother? Same answer. Okay, cool. You didn't get blown away by the storm that came through this morning. I never felt it. I was like, see, I was, uh, I was, I was very well in it. Six miles an hour wind, crazy lightning and thunder woke me right up out of a dead sleep, and I was really like, dang, I was worried about my life. And I remembered, now I got to do a podcast today, and I was like, screw that. So I willed myself through the storm. Here I am talking to you guys. That's inspiring. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, if, if we had a round of applause, if we had a soundboard, I would absolutely say, like, here we go, like, you know, claps of hands and all that good stuff. I always felt like a soundboard was the least, like, the least useful thing to have on a podcast. You don't think it detracts from the actual podcast? I think if, if you don't know how to properly use a soundboard, then definitely don't use one. I mean, like, what do you mean properly use a soundboard? Like, Joe Button uses it because it's like a joke. I know you want to be Joe Button really bad. Bro, I love that podcast. It's really difficult not to be like, damn, you know, how can I do more Joe stuff? That's one of the reasons why I don't try to like do like a like a music thing at the end of it, even though I'm super passionate about music. I like that kind of shit. I would love to have like music in the podcast. It really wouldn't be on brand. I noticed. It's like, oh yeah, you know, I want to talk about niche things and then I want to like the most mainstream thing in the world, music. Is music the most mainstream thing in the world? I like that we did that silence right there because I'm going to be able to use that later. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, no, for real. I think music is the most mainstream thing in the world because it's the one thing that just about everyone can agree on that you like some form of music. Like some people are like, oh, I don't listen to music. But I was like, bitch, you hum. Yeah, you're right. (laughs) Like you whistle when shit's like when you're happy. Some reason your brain goes, oh, shit, Sonic Sounds. Sonic Sounds is a fucking... Oxymoron? No. I don't know. Was it a misnomer? I don't know. It's wrong. It's it's redundant. It's sure. redundant as hell. Sonic sounds because Sonic is sound. What I'm saying is that when sound waves hit your ear in a melodic form or fashion, God damn it, you enjoy it somehow. Pleasing to the ear, indeed. Indeed, indeed. But today on the podcast, I actually wanted to deal with a couple of motherfuckers in the music industry. Uh, for those of you that have been keeping up with this, and for those of you who don't care... Or about to get a little bit of information. Uh, recently, there was a crazy beef between two rappers, or yeah, people that are, are that have rapped, uh, J Cole and uh, a rapper named No Name. Uh, a very funny name, in, in any case. 
Yeah, formerly No Name Gypsy. No Name Gypsy, but we found out that Gypsy was a problematic term, so we removed it. Mm-hmm. I, I got really into uh, No Name because of Chance the Rapper. Like he, uh, she had that feature on the song he called that was called Lost. It was really good. He killed the shit. Uh, she's also a Chicago rapper. But uh, what's really cool about No Name uh, is that uh, here recently she's been very vocal uh, in her activism. She's been very like out there with the people, uh, keeping up with things. Yeah, you um, know she retired from rap. Yeah, that's what I that's what I heard after it was very funny because niggas were fired, retired from rap. Like they did like she did like one Fallon performance. She did, uh, she was on her way up, but it was just like she didn't like how um, her audience was looking. Oh, the fact like so, uh, that is that is a very interesting thing. If I could ever sit down with rappers, like with any rapper, especially ones these days, it'd be like, hey, like how does it feel making music then that represents a voice that like you you like represents a, a and you never hit your target an audience. inner voice like right, but then when you look out like your the inner voice doesn't look anything like like you you yeah. Like, you know, you have people like Vince Staples, Kanye, Donald Glover, uh, J. Cole, you know, uh, who who make music, not necessarily for black people, but I think from the perspective of, uh, you know, a black individual. Yeah. And uh, when you look at these uh, these concerts and if you look at a tour photo of the opposite direction that's not aimed at the stage, like you see white faces and there's nothing wrong with that. I think that it's good that white people are interested in it. But I think that for a person like No Name, who's, again, like I said, really vocal in her activism and things to that degree, she's like, if this isn't, if I'm profiting, it seems, I mean, maybe, oh, excuse me, this is just theorizing because I, I don't, I haven't heard anything about her coming out or about any of that. But it's like, maybe the idea behind it is, is that if I'm profiting, um, or excuse me, if my profit is coming from uh, like a demographic or the area that I'm not necessarily trying to help. Right. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not necessarily trying to like lift up or build. And then maybe I should try to use my talent and voice elsewhere because she certainly has done that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now, now uh, on to the next nigga, uh, J. Cole, uh, J. Cole. Uh, for me, I didn't actually really get into Cole until like 2014 Four Seals Drive. That really? Was, yeah, that was the album that really got it for me. I had to go back. Not work was, out. Well, no, that's what I was about to say. I was like, the reason I even not picked power up, trip. Hold on. The reason I even picked up on Forest Hills Drive was because of the singles from previous albums. Workout featuring uh, Missy Elliott, Power Trip. No, it was Power Trip featuring Missy Elliott? No, Power Trip features Miguel. Miguel, gotcha. Also, like, look at the fucking feature list on those. But uh, Power Trip and uh, Workout, two really, like, breakout uh, singles for the guy. And those got me on the train to listening to his 2014 Forest Hills Drive album, which I thought was a classic. Uh, he said it was a classic at the end of the album in that nine minute long outro. Uh, so if you know you guys are interested in twenty fourteen, yeah, twenty fourteen. I don't think twenty fourteen has a nine minute long outro. outro. Yeah, it does. It's like roll credit. It's like yo, clean, clean. You know, he's like talking to shit. There's, he leaves the track running. Maybe I just like, don't let it go that far. I listen to whole albums, man. I, I believe that when a, a person puts out an album, I'll go from like start to it finish. Is, it, it is like fifteen minutes. You're right. Is it 15? Yeah, it's 15 Damn, minutes. I was giving you more credit. Like, yeah. it's a 15-minute song, literally. Uh, but I, I went back, listened to his other stuff uh, from, like, Born Center. What's the name of the album before that? Cold World? Sideline Story. Sideline Story, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was. I don't know why I call it Cold World. I guess it, maybe the song Cold World is on there. I think you got a mixtape called Cold, Cold World. Cold World, gotcha. Either way, I got a name, and uh, from everything I've listened to, J. Cole... Stands up for the people, man. Like, he tells his story. 
in a, a concise, interesting way. He's a very intelligent cat. Uh, one of those uh, like list of, of hip-hop artists that have a college degree. I don't know how many of the motherfuckers there are. There's niggas with honorary college degrees. You know that? Yeah. Like, niggas get honorary college degrees. Yeah, 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 like, he got one. Like, Kanye got one. I think Snoop got an honorary degree as well. I wouldn't. I don't follow Snoop. Like, uh, really? I don't. Why would I? I'm, I don't know. Like, for me, I guess, the like, Snoop was, like, the first music I ever heard in my existence, even before I was outside of the womb. So, like, Snoop Dogg, I guess, is just in my DNA at this point. Sure, sure. That's how genetics work. I don't know if that uh, that album in '92, Doggy Style, just attached to one of my chromosomes or some shit like that. That's not how that works. <laughs> that's just not how that works. But anyway, you were you Maybe were you were talking about you were talking <laughs> you were talking about one of our black queens and. Uh, oh yeah, of course. No name. I was I was giving J Cole his flowers. Uh, what I'm saying. Which, by the way, we gotta talk about that here in a second. We're going. We're going. Go on. Go on. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was giving giving J Cole his flowers, saying that the albums are really great. Uh, like he really speaks to his fans. Like he keeps, uh, he keeps it completely real. He's putting other people on. He formed his own label, like with the help of who? Who? Uh, who's a who's Dreamville a subsidiary? No clue. Is no it clue. Atlantic? Oh well, let me shout out my man's uh, Wu Tang in the East, my man. Oh <laughs> uh, yo, shout Plus. out to you. You got a you got like that little mini feature in the um in the Prime magazine that was really dope to see you out there. I don't know if you saw that. His uh uh, uh J Cole's like uh, creative director has a magazine called Preem Magazine, and uh, they put out a little challenge, and my boy was um, featured in it. Oh, shit. Yeah, 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 really good. Wu-Tang in the East, you know what I'm saying? Wu-Tang uh, good friend. in the East? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why he calls himself that. but Because cool. they're already from the East Coast. You know, so big shout out to you. Big shout out to you. Glenn yeah, Burney's yeah. very own. Glenn Burney, shout out, shout out. It's like down the street. Yeah. Yeah, it's like right up the road. What you were saying, that's Wu-Tang on the East, uh, uh, Wu-Tang in the East. On uh, Instagram, but love it when you clear these plugs. Hey, you know, hey, look, hey, hey, whatever, man. We out here about raising. Uh, He's also a dope ass photographer. So, oh yeah, 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 he deserves, he deserved it. Oh, shout out, check him out. What's his uh, handles? Are you gonna put him in the description? Tang in the east. Oh, excuse me, nobody said. You just said that was his name. I guess people were just supposed to Google that, but yeah, I guess you can put up. that in the Instagrams and all that good stuff. And you can check out Wu Tang in the East. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. There you go. Uh, <clears throat> but. So uh, J. Cole, who's been an active voice, he's done things uh, really, uh, he's done really big things like in Ferguson when uh, that shit was, then that situation was going on, still going on. Uh, they still don't have clean water in Ferguson. You know, just in case motherfuckers forgot, uh, we still need clean water in some of the areas in the U.S. Uh, it's it's sad today that we can uh, have so much outrage and frustration about a lot of things. Motherfuckers don't have access to what we would say is a basic human right. I mean, water is free. And most restaurants, I'm just saying, <laughs> clean water should be free to uh, cities. Uh, Truth. Also, you should be able to collect your own rainwater. That's a dumbass rule. Or is that the National Fish Association? No clue. Either way. Uh, but they got into a little beefy beef. I wouldn't call it a beef either. I know yeah, actually, it was a, it was a, it it's was more of a disagreement. Yeah, or, or a discourse. Or even yeah. just tension. Yeah, it was. there was a thing that happened between the two. And uh, the big deal was, is that No Name put out a tweet. Uh, stating that, uh, and, and this is echoing a sentiment that a lot of people have, uh, a lot of people have made actually, that uh, some of these bigger name celebrities who have used their platform in such a past or, or or made their discographies or personalities uh, built their whole brand. built their whole brand really about being about the people and uh, not and and not actually saying anything 
during this time, like during during all of this turmoil that we're going through in the U.S. Uh, as far as fighting for uh, fighting against, excuse me, uh, police brutality. <clears throat> you really was about to say fighting for. Uh, no, I was like, yeah, we are here fighting for police brutality. Dang it. I should be able to beat you over there with my baton as many times as I want to. Jesus Christ. Disgusting. We're going. <laughs> but uh, during all this time, uh, that bigger name stars like J. Cole, Kendrick, Dave Chappelle, uh, Shit, I don't even think Drake has said anything, but ain't nobody coming for Drake. I don't know why anybody movie. should expect Drake from Canada. He's not even from here. <laughs> Let's get Drake from Canada. Because if you have, one thing I'll say, and this is getting off topic again, but if you haven't checked it out, uh, if you can look online still, because they're canceling all these shows, but this one might still be up and around. It's called. It's a show called You Are Under Arrest. It Never is, heard of. It is Canada's Cops. Mm. Okay. This is the funniest damn thing. I've ever seen in my life because we all know that Canadians are notorious for being polite, or at least that's the stereotype, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the funny thing is, is that it's very true. Like there's not nearly as many like guns and shit like that, that happen a lot of the times in the Canadian cops or you are under arrest, but it's a lot of like funny little apologies. Like motherfuckers are like committing crimes. It's like, Oh man, I know I did it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a surprisingly good Canadian impression. Or excuse me, I shouldn't have said, yeah, I should have said, hey. I don't know. know. That might be a stereotype. Yeah, no, that actually might be really offensive. I don't know. <laughs> like, for Canadians. If you it's national, Canada, though. Yeah, yeah, right. That's national. It's no. not really racist. Yeah, it's not racist at all. Canada, Canadian is not a race. So dope. Uh, you can, and I guess that's why you can fucking do an Irish accent. I don't know where. And nobody's gonna, nobody's no one's mad at, no one's mad at, um, crocodile, not crocodile, Dundee, Ace Ventura, no. The crocodile did not have a fucking uh, the crocodile accent. hunter. No, crocodile hunter. Literally, he's literally from Australia. Yeah, you're right, and yeah, he's so, untouched. Yeah, so actually, that is God damn it. Hold on, <laughs> we're getting off topic. Back to no name. Hold on, you are under arrest, Canadian uh, cops. It's pretty damn funny. Um, yeah, back to no name. <laughs> hold on, how did we get here? Yeah, no, don't worry about it. You yeah. were talking about J Cole. And uh, no names, tension. Yeah, sorry. They had a tension. Uh, she put it out there saying that these people hadn't spoke. Yada, yada, Drake's from Canada. I realized how we got here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and that, uh, so there was this tension that these individuals or, or these people with such a huge platform aren't speaking, right? Um, and like I said, that's been echoed a lot out there in the Twitterverse and, and amongst people. Uh, that's like, wow, these people are really silent, right? And I think one of the first people that really spoke out or did anything was uh, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, actually, well, everybody kind of did something in their own way because J. Cole even went out and did, like, some protests. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think even a little bit after, no, like, either after or before, like, during, with a lot of people echoing that sentiment, uh, he definitely got out there and did something. I don't think it was to save face. I just think that maybe he was, like, soaking up some privacy and got out because it was like, you know what, I'm right. Maybe I could at least be present, right? Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you got people like Lil Baby, out here making like you know movement music, very low hanging fruit. Well, I'm just saying. It's, I know I get it. it, it it's, I get it's a it. thing, but very low hanging fruit. Absolutely. I mean, everybody loves that song. It's hard to fucking hate a song. It's just like, dude, does everybody love that? Okay. I know I'm a I need you to about fin- killing and dope. I need you to finish your your point. I'm about to. Uh, yeah. So J Cole stepped out. He did a thing, but Dave Chappelle, uh, I think, was one of the first people to do it like super publicly. Uh, he released a special called Eight Minutes and Forty Six Seconds. Uh, and I thought that shit was uh, it was powerful. I mean, the funny thing was it was a comedy special, and I was very ready to laugh. 
and in any case, and in some cases, I, I definitely did. But uh, it, it ended up being a moment to see like a raw, like I mean, Dave Chappelle is always raw. But the I, I like visually affected Dave Chappelle discuss his thoughts and feelings on this situation, on like other people speaking. And he said some shit that uh that it's a callback to another joke of his. But uh, he said some shit that kind of echoed how I was thinking about it because he was like, in all of this and everything that's going on, it's like who the fuck wants to hear from Ja Rule? Yeah, like where's Ja? You know. Uh, which is uh, a callback to a, a joke from his special "Killing Him Softly," where he was uh, talking about how when nine eleven happened, uh, when when the towers fell, you know, shout out, not shout out, but excuse me, a you know, moment of silence for all the people that died in nine eleven and the tragedy it was for our country. Silence over. Uh, when all that shit happened, like there were news correspondents asking, like had having Ja Rule on for interviews and different shit like that, and Dave Chappelle looked at it and thought it was completely absurd because he was like, who the fuck is sitting at home uh, worried about, like, during all of this shit and this horrible crisis and thinking, what the fuck does Ja Rule think? What's going on in Ja Rule's brain? And and I realized, I was like, that's kind of how I felt about the situation was like, this is all really affecting me personally. And like, I'm not really looking for my favorite artists or my favorite comedians to necessarily like give me some kind of, uh, confirmation some kind of like uh to uh, to alleviate my pain or stress or some shit like that with their like tintillating thoughts i mean mm. which is funny that uh that happened because that's exactly what uh he didn't dashville didn't alleviate my thoughts but he put a lot of things into perspective and into words yeah. that i don't think that i could have formed it was possible that you, you you had an opportunity to formulate thoughts that you've always had that you know you weren't you didn't necessarily have like words for yeah. I think that's what's good about the special that he put out because it's just like uh, I don't think he had the words for it either. He had to figure it out like on stage. Mm-hmm. But what the fuck does that have to do with no name? Well, hold on, I'm getting to that. So with all that, right? I was sitting there going, I was like, well, it, it kind of tore me apart, right? They're not tore me apart, but it put me on opposite ends of the thought process because it was like one, I totally agreed with Dave Chappelle, but who the fuck gives a shit what Ja Rule thinks or you know. And Dave mm-hmm. was just saying, it was like, during that time frame, I was shutting up. He, he said, I was not saying anything because the people were were speaking and doing such a good job of mobilizing and trying. And there's these new artists and new people, uh, like upcoming artists and new voices in, in, the, in the crowd that are now speaking out against this kind of stuff or speaking out uh, in favor of helping people, right? Mm-hmm. That he felt like he didn't necessarily have to say anything or not have to say anything. He was he felt like he was like, it's not his place to say anything because he, he wanted to allow other people to grow this movement uh, and not necessarily put his stamp on it. True. Then on the other end of that, right, I felt like relief upon hearing Dave Chappelle's voice. I felt good once he went down. like Because he trusts his perspective. Exactly. Yeah. He, like, he, he gave me something to not only think about, but the perspective that I felt like. It was like, oh, this steered me in a good mental direction, right? So it was like, from No Name's perspective, I totally understand, right? It's like, wow, you got this voice, and like, I don't know if you know what this voice does for people when right. you hear it. Like, you don't know if you speaking out could touch a particular person and cause them to speak up for the movement in ways that we have never seen yeah, before. You don't know if you're going to be the inspiration that makes some other person who can act because you have yeah. a platform. So, and so that that's where I felt like her point was right. 
I agree. Uh, and this is, and mind you, me, this is me talking about this from a top-down perspective. I know I haven't actually fully gotten into the full like discourse or anything like that, but I felt like I had to really kind of break it down as to how I was thinking about it. Because why the fuck would you guys listen to this podcast to you know catch some news about some shit that you didn't care about? But you do care about, I hope, is yeah. how I fucking feel about it. But either way. <laughs> um, so it put me on in these opposite ends because there was no names point where it was like, oh, this could be an inspiration. And there's yeah. also, like, I feel like where J. Cole might be coming from because he's rapped multiple times about, like... Not even just rapped, but he's, yeah, like, he's, he's, he's been active in it. Yeah, absolutely. But I think, I think during these, these odd times that we live in, um, I'm completely on the fence about it. Mm-hmm. Not completely on the fence because I, I think that the way that everything played out was fucked. Oh, like, like between yeah. the two of them, or between like, the two of them and the people who like decided to to take a look at it. Oh, and like you know the, I mean? the backlash that followed out. Yeah, because like she could have been more direct. Like she has a voice in the industry. Absolutely. Maybe not as as grand, but like you know you have a voice, so you can contact these people and say like, hey, you know, I, I think it would be beneficial for you to use your voice. But instead of saying that, instead it, it of came saying out that, as a, it came out almost like shade. Yeah, like and that's like, why I'm like, okay, I get why the response happened the way it was, because it was just like, he, like, J. Cole decided to get in his response and say, like, hey, I respect your opinion, but I think that you come from a from a, a mindset where you get to know these things, you get to be uh, conscious. Yeah, and, where you've had the privilege of consciousness. Yeah. Like, you didn't, you didn't grow up, like, ignorant. Yeah, so it's just like, when you're, when you're talking to us, the people who need to spread that message... You know, you shouldn't adopt a tone that's, you know, patronizing. Yeah, exactly. But well, also, mind just, you, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. But what my brother's referring to is that uh, during all this, after the tweet, J. Cole drops a track, uh, a track called Snow on the Bluff, uh, which was, I'll, I'll get to Snow on the Bluff and the significance of that. But like, I'm wanna, still surprised you've never seen Snow on the no, Bluff. No, no, I was, I was surprised that it was a thing when you told me about it. It's a it, fucking movie. You're going to have to describe it to people once I get them. It's a great this, movie. Like this point real quick. Mm-hmm. But essentially... Uh, he drops this. Actually, no, you were making a point. I just wanted to you know, state what we were speaking. Yeah, I know. No, I want you to cook. Uh, but so with that, uh, you got J. Cole and uh, and and his maybe feelings of like, I think that the voices out there like because he even mentions it in his in his uh, response or in the response to the tweet, the song that he made uh, that, you know, he hadn't been doing the reading or the research. He had been allowing the people to kind of speak and do things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the whole thing about the song was that he pointed back to the tweet and said that this really this this kind of bothered me. Uh, he he addresses her tone in the song, mm-hmm. which has become the the big main focus of like most of the arguments between we people. Into, we can get into that too. That tone want. shit, like I was like, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Mm-hmm. But the it it was the big main focal point. He addresses that, and like my brother was saying, is that. Uh, well, hold on. Uh, you were just speaking about. Uh... No, I, I, I was just kind of like addressing the the, the response itself because it's just like, okay, cool. No name, put out that stuff. You know what I mean? Fatima, I think that's her name. Uh, put uh, put put out that information, and I don't think that they it was really an actionable item. Yeah, it was like this isn't a call to action for you know hip hop artists uh, right. or bigger names. This is. I mean, I think it, I think it was. I just don't think that it was dressed properly to get the response that you wanted. Gotcha. Now, granted. You know, I don't know how far you're trying to get ahead of uh, of it, so I'm going to let you go ahead and get to your stuff. But I do have a, a, a point to make. make. Hit your bar, bro. But it's just like, you know, I, I think he is right. Like, if you're going to if you're gonna um, solicit the opinions of people, you should be, you shouldn't be surprised when it's not what you expect it to be. Yeah, absolutely. 
You know what I mean? Because it's like you didn't really make a you didn't really um, make a point to say exactly what you wanted. No, you just and kind I, of like I think said that, what you were feeling. Yeah, and it, like, like, and that's that's one that I, I feel like uh, a lot of people. No, excuse me. A lot of people can work on. I'm working on is that when you're speaking to someone, especially in these times, like actually, excuse me, let, PSA, public service announcement to everybody, because right now is a time for uncomfortable conversations, uh, mm-hmm. things like that, uh, to, so that we can grow. Sometimes being feeling uncomfortable is a sign that this isn't like it's a sign to say, oh, hey, you could grow. Something is going to change. Right. And in order to do that, we have to speak and we have to speak to each other. And uh, everyone knows that, like, you catch more flies with honey. Yeah. You know, or bees or whatever. Though. I keep trying to use that fucking analogy and I keep fucking it, it up. You <laughs> like, love it. You really way. love it. Well, but sometimes you have to think about that. You're, like, you have to think that you're talking to different individuals who have had upteenth things go on in, in a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one, this is a, a, a really, uh, what am I thinking? This is a sensitive topic for everybody. You know, uh, everyone's, excuse not everyone, but the most of it, the majority of us are affected by this. Yeah. Because we feel each other's pain. You have a dash of empathy you're feeling about this. So, like, for no name to dress it up or veil it like that, like, it doesn't necessarily present itself to get the best responses. Right? Agreed. But I feel like the way J. Cole came back about it, right, was reasonable. And that's where I think we defer. Oh, yeah, Not entirely. Okay. Because, like, I do think it was reasonable, but it was reasonable at a time where we didn't need that. Gotcha. It's like, hey, look, like, the first thing you do, because it kind of upset me. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, I said it was reasonable, but the, 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 dis- the track. Well, also, because this, this nigga is talking about, keep oh, him. this is about to be my last album. I'm about to not rap any fucking more for a long ass time. Whoop de woo. Like, I'm about to take a long ass break. Right. And so, like, your fans are already on the, on the, Fucking tilt for music and shit like that. We're thinking oh, yeah. you're about to walk the fuck up out you're of You're leveraging your fan base. And right now, here. suddenly, out of fucking blue, you want to drop a whole ass track? Yeah. And, like, so, fuck yeah, we're going to listen to the shit because we've been waiting for fucking ever. In my personal opinion, it's not even that great of a track. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, it's decent. A, it's a response track. It's decent. It's, a, it's like, I don't, I don't, but the really thing is, so I heard the like, track before, like, I knew that there was, like, attached drama to it. Mmm. So like I I didn't have that same perception at first, and it wasn't until I delved deeper deeper into the actual subject matter where I was like, well, okay, this is weird, and like you know what I'm saying like I don't know, given the timing, you know what I'm saying we we just lost a couple of uh, activists due to whatever counterinsurgency the grander plan is is, is trying to put yeah. out there right now, you know like uh like toying, and you know just a plethora of other people who have lost their lives. And it's just like, you know, man, you, you came out with this at a time where people who don't pay attention to this are going to get distracted. But that's what he said in the song. Yeah. Like, if you if I come out here and I say things right now without a full scope of understanding or a plan, then I'm just going to distract people from the actual progress. Yeah. And the people that are but, doing. bro, you can't do that right now. It's true. You do need to speak. Like you, you got you, a platform. Yeah, it's just like you're a thought leader to so many young people, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like there are 14 year olds, 15 year olds, 21 year olds, 30 year olds who hang on every fucking word you say. And I'm not bashing J Cole because no, I get it. I, I understand his response, and I think that it's plausible. 
Yeah. But in order, in the spirit of progress, it wasn't the best move. Yeah, because it's like I like when I say it's reasonable, I was like, oh well, this is a sound argument. Yeah. Like it's like I. Feel but we like, don't need that right yeah, now. Yeah, it's like we didn't need you to continue to argue about the situation. We could have like J Cole. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities for people to be the bigger person, but it was like you know J Cole, you really could have just took her statement. Yeah, and like did something. It's like I'm glad that they're and both, he did do that. But yeah, like I'm not glad without both, like not, donating proceeds to. I mean, everybody's doing that. Yeah, but I'm I'm just like in the midst of all this because yeah. for because after he drops the response to her tweet, uh, no name, and again, this is something that still upsets me. Uh, comes out of fucking retirement. Yeah, and puts out her and own. Puts out a whole fucking response to which she she had a sound response. Again, not it. it I can't. One, I can't but doubt to me, one of these But to me, it's just like abilities. that sound response that you put out is only the result of what you've said before. Yeah. And I think that ultimately, I think uh, that what, what, what the, the conversation that that erupted from like uh, the social media sphere was, is this misogynistic? Because it's love. just like you basically as a, as a man, you came out and you tried to dictate another woman's tone yeah. to which I'm like, is that a reach? Like, are we really saying that, like... Yes and no. Because, he uh, again, you say the words tone. It is like, uh, like there was something about the queen's tone is the exact... Well, and that's that's lyric. one of the things that I was going to be, like, to try to open up again. Um, so, you know, I, I, I've always, not always, but as a rule, I've dated black women for the past, like, couple years. Yeah. And... Commit. One thing, I mean, I mean you don't, gonna, I'm not, I'm not going to, excuse me, I'm not looking Whoa, hold on, black women. Don't, 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 don't look at me crazy. I, I wasn't commending him. For dating black women, I was just... You about to call yourself. Yeah, hold on, excuse me. You about to call yourself. Look at this, cut it, cut it! <laughs> but but my point being, like, you know what I'm saying, like, a, a certain lexicon has been adopted, and you can call a woman a queen, but, you know, a, a lot of women look at people saying the word queen as, like, an ironic term. Yeah, word. Like, like it's just a stand-in for the word bitch. Yeah, it's like, you wanted to call me a bitch. So instead you called me, me a queen. queen. So it's like when he said something about the tw- the queen tone. It's like, oh, that bitch tone. Is that what you, you were trying to say? You could have insinuated that. So we don't know. Yeah, and I mean, Cole being Cole, it's highly doubtful that he meant that. But as we all know, sometimes it's not about the intention of the words. Sometimes it's about how people take them. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate, uh, unfortunate at times. But we really do have to be present of mind. When we get to talking about tone and shit like that, it's the number one reasons for arguments in couples. It causes dissension among friends and people. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's one of the reasons why it's really fucking difficult to have a full ass conversation or argument or discussion over text because tone doesn't get communicated through text. Exactly. And so, like, when you get tone shit. But he also put out a physical record. That's true. So it's like, how do we dictate tone from there? Cause like you just listen back, but I mean he he got that from the from the internet tone regardless. So that's why I'm just like I don't know. I, I, as a rule, I try to pay attention to the words that are said. Absolutely, which is why I don't like when people just say shit when they're mad because like whether that's tone or not, you said that. Yeah, you can't take it back. Like whatever you right. said. Like at the end of the day, it's not about the tone; it's about the words that were said. To me, to me, yes. excuse me. Yeah, absolutely. But to because I don't give a damn how you say it. Like we can be upset, like you just yeah. say however you fucking want to, but it's it's said. True. But uh, but for some people, tone is an incredible thing because they they've learned, and this is kind of shitty. Mm-hmm. But like some people feel like words aren't enough because a pair of lips can say anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I always listen or think about mom when I think about that term because she always hates a liar and a and a thief. 
Yeah. And I mean, and in substance, lying is just using your words to mislead someone. True. And so, like, people use tone, people use shit like that to try to differentiate between what's real and what's fake, you know, to try to get to the deeper meaning. But I don't think tone indicates deeper meaning at all. I think yeah. tone indicates emotion. And so, like, agreed. And I do think that sometimes when you speak, you can get overcome, not overcome, but you can let your emotions overrule your better judgment, absolutely. which is why I think it's very important, like the words you say. Yeah. In the words that you imply. Yeah, if you choose the words that you're, if you choose your words carefully, your tone at the end of the day shouldn't matter. I mean, like, it might cause like a. But see, that's that's also extremely dismissive. In my in my thought process, excuse me, tone to me. And nigga, you know me, man. I'm I'm I hate fucking talking to people. A lot of the times, I'll compliment you backhandedly all day. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm just my tone be fucked up sometimes. Yeah. So you know, but I, I mean well. Yeah, it's As like what I'm saying. What I'm saying to you is real. Right. Like my feelings are being conveyed. Like, here's what I'm feeling. Here's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Right. And like motherfuckers be reacting to the, the feeling. Tone. Like I was like, but tone is vibration. And that's yeah. why it's just like, all right, you know, you, you see people. Uh, you man, hit, went, man went full sonic on us. I guess I mean, whatever you say, I man. Mean, but I, I get it. And a lot of people didn't come up in a ton- in a home or like a come up in an environment. Where like people actually yelled and talked down on you, yeah. and you just had to get the fuck over it. Yeah, because it was like at the end of the day, whatever the fucking whatever they were fucking telling you to do, probably mattered. was for was either it mattered or it was for your own good. Yeah, like you have no many uh, idea how many times I've like been smacked upside the back of the head and yeah. been like you know, hey, didn't I tell you dumbass to, to do get, X Y to do X Y Z? Yeah. Hey, motherfucker, didn't you didn't you hear me when but, I told you you, and, you and iron like this? That's why I think that like this particular situation has as much nuance as it does. You made a valid point, Mister Mister Cole, <laughs> and Mister Jermaine. Yeah, No Name also made a valid point, but y'all all fucked it up. Yeah, it's like both of you failed at the end, and of the you day. failed it. You failed because you you forgot that people are watching you, and that like people are gonna draw what they want from shit. Yeah. So what happened was, is that like a massive group of individuals that, or excuse well, me, not, not was, massive, your fans on both sides, yeah. on both sides, right. Took that time out of like actively participating or educating themselves about shit that matters. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and took that time to distract themselves with what was going on between the two of you. Now they've already probably admonished, themselves and each other because they've they've since then things have kind of like actually not not kind of yeah, yeah they've definitely sewed up they have like, they have sewn up their their bullshit you know what yeah, I'm saying? and this is why they're putting the proceeds from the songs like as the streams come in and pour in and stuff because both of these motherfuckers have huge fan bases yeah. who were both waiting for these motherfuckers to rap and put out music shit motherfuckers thought no name wasn't rapping any fucking more I still and think then, she's not. I mean, who knows? Like again, with with motherfuckers coming out of retirement out of nowhere over fucking arguments on fucking Twitter, true, true. I feel like the the solidification of a retirement is not mm-hmm. like it, I don't think it's. A I, also, I also don't trust anybody who's under forty who says they're retiring. Yeah, it's like, do you mean you're never like? What do you mean by retiring? You're gonna get bored. Like, are you never going to do this thing again? Or yeah. are you saying that you don't want to do this thing professionally anymore? Are you saying that you don't want to, like, what are you saying by retired? Who knows what the fuck retired means? Because one thing I think is cool about our generation 
not our generation, excuse me. What I think I think is cool about the times that we live in now is that retirement doesn't mean the same thing. Like when I was younger, when I was little growing up, retirement in my brain meant yeah. old. Yeah. Like it, it meant or like, stop working or stop working at all. Yeah. Like, you know, and so that that's what the fuck it meant to me. And it wasn't until my mother married my stepfather. Mm-hmm. When I realized, because my stepfather, he's old, he, he retired and he didn't just retire because he's old, but like yeah. he got older, he, he, he worked at a job long enough to retire. And I learned what the fuck retirement meant and what that actually is. Yeah, you just draw benefits from a company. Permanent. Exactly. Like it's like, oh, I'm, you, we're, you've worked here so long. We love you so much, but we fuck with you so much. We're going to pay you till you die. Yeah. Like, is, I mean, in my opinion, it's a broken model. Yeah. But like, I respect it. Yeah, it's like, it was like why not? So, you know, why not? I, was, I wasn't working for me, bitch. Like, I, I think can that, you pay my family? Yeah, all good. <laughs> like, like I, I think that in the upcoming months, you know, hopefully everybody learned enough from the situation. <laughs> you know, they got away from the circus of it. You know, we can get back to what's important here, which is actually supporting uh, an actual movement. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Contributing to the, like, contributing to the furtherment of like stopping or like stopping yeah. this version of suffering. Not, yeah. I say this version, but this portion of suffering because guys to remind you that it's not just police brutality that is plaguing us as a people, not just us as a people. When I say us, I mean black folks. It's, it's not just police brutality. That's plaguing the poor. Excuse me. Let's, let's address that. Is that like poor lower class individuals have more to fear from the police than upper class individuals. It's mm. it's been like it's it's like that. It's going to continue to be like that. That's why OJ can get chased in a white Bronco and mm-hmm. not get shot when just like what I think less than a year before it was like, I think the OJ case was happening the same time Rodney King the Rodney King situation was going on. I wouldn't know. I wasn't there. I was neither like I, neither one of us was there. But I'm saying is that history wise, I think that it's around the same time, which is wild because you know it's like that's a nigga too. Yeah. Like. Very well could have ended up shot, but he didn't True. because OJ got money. And that's the difference. Well, not only that, I think OJ is also very separated from the culture. Yeah. I mean, I'm Even not black, I'm OJ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jay-Z said that. Yeah. Okay. You know. I don't know. But, I mean, not to get on OJ or anything like that, but uh, there's more than just police brutality that plagues us. There's yeah. classism and military industrial. I, I, just, and, I just definitely think, do you even know what that means? Yes, I do know what Mike military, means. Military, military. Uh, military <laughs> industrial complex. <laughs> was that great? No, that was fucking, that was Lupe. Lupe said that. Lupe, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I yeah. Lupe. I mean, he's still here. I know he's still around. I was just like, you know, I, I haven't listened to an album since like I fucks with dude Tetsuo and I fucks with dude. Wasn't that about crab people? You think people wanted you to get up here and like uh, just kind of say misogynistic shit? Did I say misogynistic? No, shit? no, you didn't. Oh, thank God. I'm surprised. At how oh God, one hundred percent surprised. <laughs> oh, at how I was like, oh God, I was like really worried for a second. I was literally sitting up there like, oh, that's a very level response for you. Uh, <laughs> that's implying that I'm normally misogynistic. I mean, I'm a product of my environment. Leave me alone. Okay, whatever you say. <laughs> sure you are. Either way. Okay. I, I, I actually, I'm not. I'm not because I was go. raised. I was there raised. You go. Take ownership. Loving, loving family. Take ownership. My mother was very strong. Like I loved her very much. Take ownership. Sometimes I'm just an asshole. There you go. Yeah. Whoop de whoop. So what else you got on the? But hold on, I was, don't ask me that question. That's a weird question to ask. I, hate, I mean, I hate you know, what's on the doctor? We run a show. We're, we're still. <laughs> actually, I was still. Uh, so. Pretty much run that into the ground as far as the no name and J. Cole thing. I'm very glad that they've pieced that up. Mm-hmm. I was actually going to talk about, like, uh, we, I mentioned Lil Baby back before, right? 
and how he's making like this nigga wild. If you think I'm about to talk about little baby, we're not about to talk about little baby, but we're gonna mention little baby. Excuse me, Lupe been putting out activism <laughs> music for. But that's the thing. Hold on, everybody's been putting out activism music, activism music. Because I was getting ready to very well make that same point, right? It's mm. like, damn, there's so many act like there's tons of music for the movement. They said it was a lockdown. <laughs> they opened the fire. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> but fucking uh Lil Baby puts out a track. I don't even remember the name of the motherfucker. Nobody does. But uh either way. The Lil Baby song where he had the shirt. <laughs> the Lil Baby Black Lives Matter song, which I thought was dope. I thought it was good. I it thought was, it was Lil Baby and it, it was, was a solid a seven. Oh shit. What, what about the Lil Baby song you thought was dope? <laughs> I love that line. It's like, I know all my I know all my rhymes about killing and dope, but I'm telling my people to get out and vote. I was like, oh look at Lil oh, Baby. Shit. Oh shit. Rhyming dope and vote. What's that shit? Wait, wait. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was uh, nice. No, it was no, nice. No, 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 no. What's that nigga name? King Betch. Go, I'm gonna let you keep on. What King Betch do? Because I saw some shit about King Betch. I'm gonna let you cook. I right, want you to way, talk. Yada, yada. So, Lil Baby makes movement music, right? And I was very ready to get in and try to shit on it. I was like, uh, I'm still not, here. Not, not shit on it, but like, because you can't shit on a, a fucking movement song, but or a protest song. But what I was gonna say is like, oh, now motherfuckers ain't interested. Blah 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 blah. This like riding a wave and yada yada. But then I started thinking about like music in general, and I was like, music has always been the voice of the oppressed. It's always like, and people have been able to express themselves sometimes about protesting. Not, but yeah, well, I mean, in protesting, in mm-hmm. me, not not in protesting, but in protest of atrocities and things to that degree. It's always been like this, and it wasn't mm-hmm. just hip hop that was out here doing this shit. Oh, this shit. I've been looking at your post. You've been silent, so kick rocks. That's what no name said, basically. Have been turned into hashtags and the deaths we That's what no name said. Yeah, yeah, she said you. Say it loud. Kick rocks. I'm black and I'm proud. Rest in peace, George Floyd. My God. Right on him, Yeah, niggas. (laughs) Niggas is out here doing anything. Yo, yo, is that Sharpie, my dude? Yes, man. Hold on. What did he write? Just a bunch of misspelled ass names. Trayvon. Oh, yeah, God. And so now I'm not trying to talk shit about a man. I'm not either. A man's for standing up and but, his own form of protest. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait. Is he going to say it? <laughs> Let me get this. Damn. Where's it at? What do you say? Where is it? Where is it? It's not. I guess it's in the beginning. I was trying to fucking. What that nigga say? Man, you don't hear. Oh wait. Bars. Damn, King. Oh, shit. Batch. 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 This shit says Tamar Rice. <laughs> well, you Damn, remember. this nigga started You remember Tamar, right? I remember. Yeah. Damn it. Is this not the one? Damn, this nigga was sitting up there like, you want, you do something, something about them to care. If you want real change, vote a good mayor. I'm all like, oh. niggas don't know what the <laughs> fuck they're supposed to be doing. But tell me more about tell little me, baby. Tell me, Mr. <laughs> Tell me more about how little baby changed the world. I wasn't gonna say little baby changed the world. Tell, I was gonna say that. Tell me more about how little baby came out with the new "We Are the World." 
That's what I'm about to say. We've been using music for protest. Remember when T Pain did We Are the World? We are the world. <laughs> can you okay. throw auto-tune on that? We are the children. Yeah, for real. Like, can no, we, we can't. Like, no, we can't. Auto-tune? We don't have that. We Go don't ahead. have auto-tune? Go ahead. What we said, we, don't have, we really don't have that. Well, I was like, look at Vietnam, right? Uh-huh. There was a folk singers were coming out the woodwork about with protest songs and shit like that. It was like, yeah. It was niggas, bitches were burning bras and stuff. And like, I yeah. said bitches because it was a liberation. Like, I think at this point, people get it. Yeah. Go on. Either way. And you've got like Creedence Clearwater Revival with all their damn protests against Vietnam songs. Slash, it's just funny because like the military loves those songs. Yeah. But they're definitely. You know, you know why? Because the military is literally 1% of the population, <laughs> but it's like. One percent of every population, <laughs> so it's like you you go get a bunch of motherfuckers that like that like don't even give a fuck about the country. Yeah, man, the benefits is too good. If they took the benefits out the military, we would have a military. Things <laughs> would drop. Drop flies. I don't give a fuck about this country. The fuck I look like? I look like I here trying to die. Yeah, right. Maybe I just want this free dental. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was sitting by this desk, get my teeth fixed, get all my checkups. Get on the gang. Get on the gang, gang. But yeah, man. You but I was, I was just saying that, like, we've been doing that with music for a very long time. And it's really great to see hip-hop, like, again, become, like, a huge portion of that. Again, I'm for, ready for, again for the 14th time? For, for the millionth time. Like, this is definitely not the 14th time. We've been, we've been like, since Chuck so, D. So what are you really and, glad about? I'm really glad that we're continuing, like, that we're continuing the, the only uh, the man. Because, like, new music, right, has not had a, like, movement, movement song, right? We have not had um, a trap. Excuse me. Song. Excuse me. What, what you talking about? Trap music song. You what like you talking about? Oh wait, my president is black. Is a good one though. No, it's not. It's a good one. It's really not. I will stand on it for days, weeks, and years. Now, the only movement song that really matters. They said it was a lockdown. <laughs> they opened the fire. <laughs> Damn man. <laughs> Damn man. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Fuck me sideways. But congrats, little baby. Thank you for, for making a trap movie. I'm not going to give this nigga credit I'm for this. standing up for little baby. <laughs> I don't fuck with him on a regular basis, but he made that movement song. And that nigga look like a Pixar movie. villain. That motherf- hey, you know what? If that nigga looks like a Pixar villain, motherfucking uh, young boy NBA, NBA young boy. No, talk about that. He got shooters. NBA young boy looks like that nigga's like arch rival. Like it's like you know Despicable Me too. When there was like two arch villains. What you think uh, NBA young boy is like Hogwarts house is? Wow. Uh, <laughs> damn, Slytherin. <laughs> you think he's a Slytherin? Nah, like he might a, be a Slytherin. Yeah, I think he's a Slytherin. Anybody that can make a dumbass song like Carne Asada. Nah, you got to be smart. You do have to go. Smart. You gotta be smart to get into Hogwarts. I don't think you're done. I don't think Yo, I bet the Hogwarts administration <laughs> shit is actually really fucked. There's like hell. Actually, do you have to be smart to get into Hogwarts? I don't think you do. They just send you a fucking they letter. They just send like, you an owl. Because like, Crab and Goyle made it. They Did the niggas graduate? They graduated. Did they graduate? They got wizard jobs today. Did they? Get, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> like, I'm trying to remember in the epilogue and shit. Did Crab and Goyle get a degree? Or did they get like, you don't did get they a de- side you with the motherfucking a, Death Eaters? You don't so they get like, a, nah, we don't like you. You don't get a degree. That's mouthful. Yeah, wait, though. do you get a degree at Hogwarts? What the fuck do you graduate with? I don't know. 
there, there's no like you pass your owls, you get through your newts, and then what the fuck the is it all for? You just like you know I, I did like, four years of Hogwarts. That's like saying I did ten years in Guantanamo. You did seven years of Hogwarts. Because like true. think about it, it's like this. There's there's great. I mean, they feed you, but there's always a fucking crisis. Truth. There's always something. Actually, going on. there wasn't. There wasn't. I'm not going to sit up here and pretend like I'm the biggest Harry Potter fan because I don't know shit. You read the books, right? I kind of read the books. You read the books, right? They ended when I was in the eighth grade. Yeah. So you read the books. Sure. I skimmed six and, six and seven, yeah. Yeah. They were really long. These shits is long. Actually, no. That, that's the funny fucking thing. Because God of Fire is long as fuck. But then, it's interesting. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and then everything got real depressing after the fifth one. Yeah, right. It's like, damn, Harry. There was shit. a whole arc. It wasn't fucking just doom and gloom up until Cedric nah, died. Like, literally, it was just like, oh, R.I.P. My, my nigga said, Hey, Ceddy baby. Ceddy, Ceddy baby. Cedric is actually the, the best of us all. We said Cedric should have been the chosen one. I think he was. <laughs> Fan theories like a motherfucker. I don't fucking Don't know. get the fucking Harry Potter. That, that community is disgusting. It can be a little weird. That community is disgusting. You you read the new fucking Twilight? Yeah, book? I was say, hold on, wait. Let, let's look. I have not read that new Twilight book, but let's address this. So recently, there was like some shit running around about Harry Potter somehow making it to the right. Yeah, because J.K. Rowling said some weird transphobic. What shit. What the fuck did J.K. Rowling? Say? I don't know because I don't give a fuck about J.K. Rowling. Me neither. She's <laughs> like, not even. She's not in my. I don't keep up with J.K. I don't keep up with fucking uh fucking Stephanie Meyer. I don't know what the fuck Eon Colfer is doing right now, and I really who now gives a, who gives a fuck? He sold his movie rights. He he, he did. He did. He made that shitty movie Artisan Fowl. Artemis Artisan. What the fuck? <laughs> Artemis Fowl. The movie's out on Disney Plus. I have not watched it yet. I've heard. But I've heard it was. Trash. I never read it, so I don't know. You didn't read Artemis Fowl? The fuck I look like reading, nigga. <laughs> For those of you that don't know this band, y'all. So, that's a hilarious thought process. Yeah, right. This man reads significantly more than I do. Well, maybe. No, I, I mean, know. like, unless you count manga. Yeah, you definitely read more manga. I read a lot of fucking manga. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't mm. know. But yeah, J- J.K. Rowling says some transphobic shit. Mm. But, I mean, she's, like, off her meds. So, like, <laughs> who gives a shit what J.K. Rowling had to say? Is she's that a fi- She's a 50-something-year-old white woman from the U.K. What the fuck do you really think she had? <laughs> like, for real. How much? And that's one thing that's been killing me lately. It's like y'all's expectations for these old white people are ridiculous. Through the roof. <laughs> Through the roof. Ridiculous. <laughs> it, for you to think that they really give a fuck. People are just like, I connected so much with this fucking story that obviously all of your opinions and thoughts must coincide with mine. These niggas worked with like grew up with like black servant worker people. They were making fun of fucking Indians for eating curry. I ain't gonna say all that. I ain't gonna I'm, say they were. I'm made. not saying I'm not accusing J.K. Rowling of making fun of Indians, but I will say that. Uh, what like, was the name of the Indian people in like uh, Harry Potter? The two girls. If you really look Paris at Stu if you really fucking, really look at Harry Potter and really just uh, analyze that shit, there, were tokens, there was there was tokens. There was like there was. I won't even say that. I just think it was just, it was just disgustingly culturally detached. Dean, Dean was black. Who else black? Dean. Uh, the nigga that uh, Hermione took to the... No, uh, no, 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 excuse me. Victor Crumb went, her, with her to the fucking Gabbler. That's such a dumbass name. Victor Crumb is a dumbass name. JK, what the fuck were you thinking? But no, no, Dean, whack. Dean was... Uh, no, 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 it wasn't the nigga that fucking Hermione was with. It was the nigga that Jenny went with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jenny was with Dean. Snogging and shit. Jenny was up. <laughs> Oh, 
Fuck them niggas. Oh, bro. God. Fuck, fuck Harry Potter. <laughs> God. If black fantasy uh, books weren't so trash. Bro, it, actually, I've been on Instagram, and there's niggas that write, like, black comics and shit like that that I'm like, this could be good. I just, what's fucked off is, is that the same mentality that a lot of niggas have about black businesses, mm-hmm. right, I have about black stories. Oh, that's a hot take. Because it's like, black like niggas don't. I'm patronize. definitely naming this episode Harry Potter was whack. But <laughs> that's what's up. Well, yeah, no, no. Uh, niggas have a, a like a lot of niggas have the tendency not to patronize black businesses, right? Because they're so used to other niggas they know being shysty yeah. or having bad business practices. Very fair. And so, like, and for a, a, a group of our people, everybody has a people in their family that don't do good business. It just happens, and it it gives us like a prejudice. Towards like patronizing our own people, which we really should try to avoid because the same way we have shitty companies and you can leave shitty reviews on Yelp about other shit, you have to cut your brothers and sisters to slack because they didn't have necessarily the same means that a lot of these other companies had to make their customer service experience or, you know, fucking shopping, dining, eating shit like experience. Yeah, the same. But either way, we are very hard on them because of uh, bias for family. So with black stories and things to that degree, when I say black stories, not necessarily like black stories as in like niggas that die or shit like that, but like yeah. black fantasy, the, uh, the, black the, comics, the, full spectrum, the yeah. full spectrum and shit like that. It's sometimes difficult for me to read that shit because like in my brain, I'm it's like, so mired in. Exactly. I was like, this seems really like. This seems surface level black. Yeah. Like, it's like retaliatory black. We really just put this out here just to be black for black's sake which i don't mind i don't, I don't i'm not mad at anybody that's black for black's sake that's i think that's what black exploitation was yeah i think it was black for black but sake. i think it worked then because there was so few yeah i think black exploitation needed that was to be a time a when I, that was a time when like they really just went double down on which like the black I, cool like, we're really deep into the episode and i really kind of actually want to give more like love to that like to that topic, so I think that we should talk black exploitation. Absolutely, man, because I love that shit. I like sure. not love that shit, but I love a lot of the movies from that area. Era, and then I can't deny and say that I'm not a fucking guru. Like, I'm a serious, are you a guru? No, what I mean is that I'm. Are not, you a guru? I was trying He's to say little I'm baby not a, Marvin Gaye. <laughs> I was saying they I'm, said it was a lie. <laughs> they opened a fire. I'm not a guru, excuse me, when it comes to black exploitation, but I like a lot of films from that era. I admire the hustle that came out of a lot of individuals that made movies during that time. Agreed, but it was also another time, just like today, mm-hmm. that the black experience was very easy to market. Absolutely, because but at the time it was, I think, even easier because it was less. There was no fucking uh, representation. You didn't have anybody out there talking about the black experience. True, true. Screen. But it was a great way to just get black people to. I, I, I think that there's. Yeah, you should definitely do another episode where you actually do research. Yeah, because I was like, that's, I, I plan on it. Like, really, you know what I'm saying? Because sure. you know they said it was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, no, no. We they opened a fire. <laughs> there, there was a point. Black Damn stories. Just, black stories. Because I, I, I think we should give more time to that too. Because like, I would love to. Because I want, I want to enjoy black stories. I want, I share them. I, I like, I'm very about them. Like, uh, I like all the artists. Uh, I, I think that they do great work. It's just difficult. Because, like, you got shit like, uh, what the fuck was the name of that fucking thing that Netflix tried to do uh, with the nigga, the giant uh, fucking uh, longhorn robot uh, 
God damn it! it was, I'm it was looking an, at this nigga. It was an anime on. Uh, it was an anime that they produced on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. Uh, the fuck was it called? You know, Good get, luck. Hey man, can you can you fill some air while I'm? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I, I don't know what the fuck you're on about right now. I'm about to show you. It, it was just a particular. Basically, Netflix released a, a kind of a black story, mm-hmm. and I was really really ready to be down for it. But what kind of black story? Though? It was an anime. Like they made an anime about a, I don't like a, a nigga no. that doesn't die. I don't want to watch. Like he's like no, wait a minute. It's about that dude with the the afro and the fucking. Oh man, that's such a bad show. I know, and I really wanted to like it, and I was like, "Fuck me sideways." If this was, it looked good. Like I thought the animation was cool. I thought the premise was cool. Yeah, I honestly think that that, that people don't like. I think uh, like the funny could, thing is that Mexican stories. I like them. I like. Do me. you Mexican anime? I didn't fuck with Seis Manos as much, but I liked the uh, not. Uh, God damn it, man! What the fuck is the name of that? that I'm anime? just saying, like, look, that man. cartoon with Vince Staples. Motherfuckers, motherfuckers! I liked it. That was made in Japan. Oh, really? See, yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it was just it was translated, bro. <clears throat> <laughs> and that's the thing that kills me. It's just like I, I think that people don't stop and like the problem with black stories, especially now. Oh, we're trying to use other people's mediums and genres, maybe. No, no, because no, like it's just like, bruh. Don't what did I say? Um, say for instance, right? Focus on writing a good sci-fi story with good character development, and not like focus on like making the black sci-fi story. Because when you when you focus on making the black sci-fi story, you just start throwing shit in there for the for the sake of doing it, and not letting like the things in people's identity inform the decisions and motives of characters. And I think that's where most people like just start fucking up. Like, you're black for the sake of being black, and I can't fucking stand it. Got you, but it's like, oh, you're black for, like, what you're doing is writing about, like, <clears throat> black for blackness for blackness sake, but it's not yeah. like, I'm, this is, you're not taking a black character and putting them into a situation. Right. Right? You're forming a situation around a black character. Yeah. them being black. You know what I'm saying? And that's one of the things that I, I both liked and didn't like about the Static Shock series. Because it was just like, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, my man Virgil Virgil Hawkins is static shock and he did blah 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 and he's working hard to do blah blah blah. But it's just like, hey, we don't gotta shoehorn another fucking thing in here about him being black. He, things can just happen. Are you still looking for this? Cannon Busters. Cannon Busters, that is the name of the show. <clears throat> but and so like and, and to say this, like we've got all this shit, right? And talking about how it's very difficult to kind of find a story that's like, I really enjoy this story about this black character that's not <clears throat> just purely like black black blackity black 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 um that it, it's just this black character that gets to go through things because one cool thing about heroes is <clears throat> or heroes like finding someone to look up to in stories and shit like that is that they're just a regular motherfucker put in an extraordinary situation right and they also happen to be black right i like afro samurai because even though it's yeah you could have entitled- you could have did that whole story with somebody else yeah, right. Is it? It's entitled Afro Samurai, but the thing is, the Afro Samurai could have been Polynesian. Yeah, and I still would have fucking watched it. But it was called Cannon Busters, by the way. The name of that Netflix series that I was supposed to be black rooted and all this kind of shit like that. Cannon Busters, I just didn't enjoy it. I tried. I don't like it either. I got recommendations. I was just not into it. And I love mecha anime. Fuck with it. I don't think it's necessarily mecha anime though. It's not like I don't know what the fuck it was, and that was what ticked me off. I don't know what the fuck it was supposed to be. Mm. Like, and I mean, how'd you uh, how'd you feel about the Five Bloods? How'd I hear about the Five Bloods? Like, I just I don't know, how'd you feel about it? Oh shit! Uh, Did you watch it? 
Yeah, I watched it all the way through. I, yeah, I, didn't watch it. I actually liked it. Please for, spoil it. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm about to. <laughs> uh, the five, the five bloods, uh, Spike Lee joint, shout just to, recently. You know, shout out to Spike. You know, screaming at motherfuckers at Clippers games. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Spike earned it. Spike earned his stripes. He did. He did. He's been at the Clippers. He's been season pass holder for years. But either way, yada yada. Spike Lee produced a uh, a new movie, directed and wrote a new movie called The Five Bloods. It's about five African American soldiers who uh, who served in the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. Uh, the entire premise of the story is that they are going back to Vietnam uh, under the guise of go- well, first of all, they are going back uh, to go and retrieve one of their members. Uh, the story actually encompasses four bloods, four of the bloods, and the fifth one uh, features uh, the fifth one is Chadwick Boseman, mm-hmm. Black Panther himself. God damn it. I was like, feel like I'm literally word for word saying something that someone else said, but either way, it's, uh, but Chadwick Boseman plays the fifth blood and it's four old niggas. They go to Vietnam to go get their niggas bones. But it turns out that like, uh, when they were all together, like they did some nigga shit and said, we're going to appropriate a large shipment of gold that was supposed to go to like a, a certain village yeah. uh, in Vietnam that was supposed to help the Americans do yada, yada and blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But that shit didn't happen because the niggas found a down plane with a bunch of gold in it and they fought their way through it. And they said, fuck that. We're going to get this money for the people. So they buried that shit out there and they said, we're going to go get it. And mm-hmm. then Chadwick Boseman dies in Vietnam. They weren't able to recover his body. They come back. And then like years, years later, where they're old ass men, they go back to Vietnam to go get his body and that gold. Mm-hmm. And in that time frame, you have the, st- the story revolves around these niggas. <clears throat> Dealing with the trauma uh, from the war that they've been through, the connection between them as they live, uh, kind of how fucked up that uh, the Vietnam War was, not only for everyone, but for African-American gentlemen in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, Which you can attest to. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was going to say, like, we, I can, de- like, one thing, the reason why I watched the movie in the first fucking place is because... Uh, for those of you guys that don't know this, uh, my grandfather, he's really not my, he's not actually blood related to me, but he was my grandmother's husband for a very long time. And he's actually my uncle's father, uh, my mother's brother's father, my grandfather, uh, Frank, mm-hmm. uh, he served in the Vietnam war and he was one of the casualties, not casual. I mean, he served, he came back alive, but I feel like his mind was a casualty of that war. Because uh, for a lot of you that don't know, when people were over there in Vietnam, uh, shit, Vietnam, World War II, like, uh, no, Vietnam specifically, mm. uh, heroin uh, at an incredibly, like, pure rate was readily available to all soldiers. And the reason of it was just, readily, just the uptick of drug use in general at yeah, that time for it was, service it was, members was huge. There was no regulation for real. No, it was because yeah. you could just go get it because it was fine. Like, it's fine. But there was no way to prove that you weren't on it either. Yeah. So, you know. But either way, heroin being uh, it being one of the sources over there where poppy fields actually grow is incredibly cheap and easy to get. So while our soldiers and while our men were over there fighting for their lives in a war that really a conflict war, whatever you want to call it, that uh, a lot of people felt like didn't make any damn sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> having to do atrocious and horrific things uh, and then being forced to just kind of deal with it with no real support from anybody uh, caused a lot of men to turn to drugs. Yeah. That's actually one of the main reasons why uh, we, we like the, like 
the modern military uh, doles out as many benefits as it does now. Mm-hmm. Because now that the draft is over and all that, that psychological turmoil people went through, there was no compensation that really came through. Yeah, there was so, no real reason. I don't. I don't think there was a real reason to join the military after that. I mean, there's always going to be a reason. I mean, to fight for your country, but like, yeah, who gives a shit? Nobody does that. But anyway, <laughs> Adam Driver did it. Nobody did it. He didn't I, do it. For I, it. I, 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 that's what he said. Sure, it's, that's what they all say. They tried to cancel that nigga. But he was either, a marine. They tried to cancel a lot of niggas. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Either way, the five. Uh, but my grandfather hooked on drugs, came back, could not get the same access to heroin that he could when he was over there, uh, because he was still dealing with. A church memories, and now that he's passed and gone, I can tell crazy stories like this. My grandfather. No, you can't. Uh, well, I was like, <laughs> we'll tell crackhead grandpa's stories later. But what, sure. I, what I will say is this: is that uh, he had a horrendous experience, had to burn out a foxhole. He told me uh, one of the weirdest and crazy, not the weirdest things, but one of the most surreal things that my grandfather ever said to me uh, was that there's nothing, there's no smell worse than the smell of burning flesh. And I was like, that's some metal ass shit, grandpa. Um, <clears throat> or Papa, mm-hmm. as I call him, that's some metal ass shit. And uh, at that moment, I realized it's like, oh, I would, I don't know, I might smoke crack too if I had that on my conscience. You know, I mean, you would, yeah, like you know, completely possible. But uh, yada yada, that's my grandfather's experience. So I, I knew I had seen firsthand what that war could do to people, what could do to men. I mean, my grandfather had flashbacks. There's tons of family stories about. You know, people having to stop him from doing crazy shit because he just in the middle of, you know, something flash, something, some loud noise happened. And this nigga fucking was back in Vietnam for like 10 minutes, uh, which is a long ass time for a nigga to be raging. But uh, it was a long time. <laughs> like, I was like, most fights don't last 30 seconds. <laughs> like, so 10 minutes of rage is crazy. But the five bloods encompasses that. I feel like it does a really good job uh, in showing that. Uh, as far as a movie, mm. like, I don't think it was the greatest movie of all times. There was definitely some cheesy definitely moments, did. but I think that the sentiment is really good. This was this movie was written and produced before all the shit went down with George Flo- George Floyd and all this stuff. So like when you watch it mm. and you see how like it relates to now and like the feelings that we have at this point, it, it shows that the black experience and all of this stuff is not just like. This isn't just a phase. This isn't just a fad. This isn't just a passing thing. This has been going on. And it shouldn't be treated as such. Yes. Absolutely not. It shouldn't be treated <clears> as such. This is something that's been going on for a very long time. People wake up. This is not something that's just passing you by. If you're thinking somehow that this is like, oh, <clears throat> oh one day we're going to win. One day we're going to wake up and, and we won. No, like it was like the fight is still going on. It still continues and has been your grandparents, your parents, like, uh, you know, some like people in your family have had to fight this fight for a long ass time. Very true. Yeah. But I mean, the five bloods, it's, uh, it's worth it if you're interested in that portion of history and also kind of getting a full on spectrum look at, uh, the black experience in Vietnam and after, uh, Vietnam and coming back. Uh, I, I think that that is the reason to watch that movie. Uh, I, I wouldn't watch it necessarily just to like catch a, like a great flick. This ain't fucking gun smoke. So you can't just watch it anytime. This ain't Deadwood. Can't just put it on. This is uh this is this is real. This is real. Uh oh and also huge trigger warning. Uh there is some really graphic imagery in the movie. Uh Spike Lee uses uh real life like real footage from Vietnam, real pictures from Vietnam during the conflict of some horrendous things uh, that 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 we did, that they did uh to these people. So, you know, just in case be very very like prepared to see some shit. 
like uh, there's one involving a small child, a baby. And uh, if you've got a sensitive stomach, if you have a sensitive like psyche, just be careful and watch yourself. But uh, I would recommend it. Okay. Sounds <clears throat> good. Man, uh, so uh, that's pretty much all I got today. Okay. So I think that's about it. Uh, this is the well-spoken token. Signing off. I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm sick of doing the same shit. Under spell, man. I'm going the same. I got a little spell, a little can. I lost my soul a long time ago. I left it in a hole. I left it all broke. And did it even know until it was time to go? And now I do a show with no fans. Man, I get no fans. It's all good. I buy the off brand. I know I do things grand. If I can just beat the sand, well, time is wearing thin. The answer is within your mind, not the time. Let the light bulb shine. To expand, my niggas and I got a band called Bats. You ain't heard, we'll hear the church, the word, not the stuff you hear at church. Talking about the things from the dirt. Poor kids never worried about chores. Just about the roaches running across the floor. Swimming in the ocean when ashore. This potent, open the door, hit it. Are you sure? Leave your mind wanting to pour out of the things you think about. And from your mouth, say it all loud. I'm smart, but proud. Leaving on the cloud, call it a nimbus. Maybe I can get a witness. Maybe. I'm not worried about baby, cause I just chill at the crib. I'm going lazy. And these bitches always out here going crazy. But I don't care, I just. Accept the blank stares from strangers on the street I try to show the people my beats And then they say, man, you really kind of a creep I'm just, man, when y'all niggas sleep Like, bring it back, I just made a rap 